Okay. Coming in in three, two, one. Okay, everyone. Uh, for the first time in a while, my partner in crime was actually hanging out with me for a premium live event from WWE. And it was early enough in the day where we could both watch it. And I still had stuff to do after that. But still, we're here to discuss Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. I'm Jason Jones. Jason Jr. over here. And we're going like to talk about Money in the Bank. And there's a lot of... I, I thought this was a pretty solid, pretty good pay-per-view overall. Oh, I forgot premium live event. I'm still trained in my head to say pay-per-view. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I don't know. Where should we start, Jay? Uh, the men's money back line match. Like, it was amazing. We saw how it was very impressive how everyone's going after Logan Paul. Like, we, we thought that one of our predictions, you, I picked Logan Paul away or... And you pick out a night, and it, but instead Damian Priest with a Falcon ass to top of the ladder, and that's how Priest won the contract. And then guess what? We saw incredible tricks by that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted L.A. Knight to win. I had made no secret about that. I think he might be the hottest thing going on in WWE. Not named, not part of the bloodline, and. I'll say I'd say if the, the the to me the three hottest or hot, hottest things are Bloodline, anything with Judgment Day, and L.A. Knight. So I wanted to see L.A. Knight get the Money in the Bank contract, and then the and then it's kind of see where it would go from there. Mm -hmm. and, but I think L.A. Knight is still going to be hot. I still want to see some gold on him, but. I'm not upset with Damian Priest. I think that's going to lead to some pretty good stories and some different. And we saw some of those those plot twists later in the show. But yeah, I mean, I'm you know I have no issue with Damian Priest eventually cashing that in. But I think most of us wanted to see L.A. Knight. The crowd over there wanted L.A. Knight or Butch, based on the way they were cheering. But like I said Damian Priest is not a bad choice. It just wouldn't have been my first choice. Okay. And at the women's tag team championships, it was a great battle. And then we got to go back to Shayna Baszler because she attacked Ronda Rousey and allowed Liv Raquel to win the toss that they never lost due to Liv's injury. And that's, what does that mean? Does, they, they've been best friends for years. Does that mean was Shayna used by Ronda or Ronda or Shayna was manipulated by Ronda? I have no idea what they're going to do with this, actually. I mean, I didn't see that coming. I do think that Rhonda's characters, it's kind of, I had tweeted it during the show. I was like, her music is way too cheery for her to be a heel. And even how they presented them, they always used Rhonda's music. And they it just, you know, so maybe that'll be part of the story. But... Shayna's a natural heel, and I don't think they did the best job of turning Ronda into one. I just so I think maybe you turn her back to a face, even you know maybe they're trying to make her a more sympathetic figure by having her get jumped by her best friend. But yeah, that was a curveball to see coming. I thought they'd let them hold the belts for a little bit and do some damage, but yeah, Raquel and Liv. And I mean, I guess one of my issues with the women's tag team division is that.
they just don't have any natural teams like, you know, the NXT teams are like teams. And it seems like, you know, now the NXT women's title are, are gone. Like they just kind of throw teams together on the main roster and say, okay, you guys are going to be the champions. And personally, I don't care for that as much, but that's just me. And so maybe, you know, they'll, this, you know, we'll get more out of Raquel and Liv going forward. But yeah, that's just not my thing. Okay, and Cody Rhodes against Dominic was in Green General, Gunther, and Ray was a quite I think Ray took Gunther to his ass a little bit. He never experienced before until Gunther made Ray tap down. And we saw the return of Drew McIntyre. We hadn't seen him since WrestleMania. And I think McIntyre should face Gunther for the Air Continental title at SummerSlam August 5th. Well, so I'll go backwards. First, I... I never thought that. I don't know who's going to actually beat Gunther. I still probably the outside of WrestleMania, the most memorable Gunther Gunther match up to me was still the uh, Ilya Dragunov matchup he had down in NXT. But you know, bringing Drew back, you know, back, you know, I guess you know probably was you know some health stuff. There had been a lot of rumors about Drew not being happy in WWE, about him trying to you know maybe leaving when his contract is up. I don't think you put him in the middle of the, of, the, of the IC title picture if he's about to leave anytime soon. But we shall see how this goes. But that was, a, you know, if you're going to bring Drew back, yeah, you definitely bring, bringing him back over in Europe yeah, is not a bad idea. Like, like no one has not been... Gunther has not been pinned or submitted since NXT TakeOver 36 when he lost the NXT UK title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... We'll see, and that one was interesting too because Dragonov is nowhere near the size of Gunther, and that's the guy that beat him. So it'll be interesting to see going forward. Did you want to talk about Cody and Dom at all? Mm-hmm. Like Dominic, like still use help from Rhea Ripley, and I hope and I was very happy that Cody Rose beat Dominic, and I hope Dom won't, and I hope Rhea can defend her winners title on Raw on her own. Well. I like Dom and Rhea together. I don't think anyone thought they were going to let Dom win that match, even though I don't think it would have been a bad thing, especially given how the night ended. I think they, I think it would have been cool if they had, you know, some underhanded tactics. Then maybe uh, Cody's wife gets involved. But physically, it's not even a fair fight. Everyone, I think, no one would take anyone take that seriously. But it just would have been a different little twist. But... That match pretty, you know, I, I think Dom is doing some of the best heel work in the, in the company. It's a lot of fun to watch. He definitely plays the role of the, like, the cowardly heel very well. Cody is the strong, you know, all-American babyface. It all works out pretty well. And now I guess we wait to see if we get Cody and Brock part three at SummerSlam. Like, like, Cody, like, we had, like, part three and what the match should be like. Like, uh, should they have, like, a stipulation to it, like a nose barred? I don't know what they're going to do to it. We have to wait for them to actually make the match, and then we'll see. And about the winners might make a line, it was epic. Like, damage control, and there were some early alliances, and then how how, how genius was Ia Sky was able to handcuff Bailey to Becky, allowing her to win the Money Bank line match. And I think we still might get some rivalry over Trish, Zoe, and Bex. What do you think? Uh I think the ending to the match is one of the best endings we've seen in a while. I thought the match overall was great. Everyone had some some high, some definite high danger spots that were 
memorable. I mean, the code read by Zelina off the ladder. I mean, there, there's just there are a lot of good moments in that match. And like I said, like you said, the way that ended, you know, the handcuffs, the the two uh, two of the four horsemen from NXT handcuffed to each other, while like the new generation climbs the ladder to win. I think that's no, I think it's symbolic in that. Like it's time for like you know some new blood, so to speak. And so I thought that was a you know a one hell of a match, and I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, but well, this rivalry between Becky and Trish continue. What we see like Becky versus Trish, part three, part two, right? Part two. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm surprised Trish has been stuck around this long. You know, normally when someone like her comes back, especially you know someone who's already in the Hall of Fame, it's like a couple of matches here or there. She's been working pretty regularly, so. We'll see, and what we'll to see if maybe Bailey tries to screw over EO Sky. Does Bailey you know, get into it with Becky now? You know, there's a lot of things that could happen. So, like, they, they, there's going to be a lot of intrigue to see what they do in the women's division. Like about the win, like the World Heavyweight Title, like Seth Rollins Slay has a seven year rivalry between Finn Balor, seven years in the making, because due to a serious shoulder injury, to to that cost him. A year of action for Finn Balor, forcing to relinquish the Universal title and a lot of set Rollins on the same. But one question, is Damian Priest able to get on the same? Is Damian Priest trying to cash in on Balor or Seth? Well, he didn't cash in at all, so we don't know. But I just realized you were only seven years old when that happened, so you don't even remember the whole thing probably with Finn and the shoulder injury. Personally, I would have loved to have seen Finn win because I'm a big Finn Balor fan. I don't think that I'm not. I don't like Seth Rollins, but I like the idea of Judgment Day being a dominant faction with two belts and the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, like if Finn loses, Priest could cash in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but they're kind of keeping the tension or the dissension going between those two by having. You know, the way that match ended, Finn gets distracted by Damian. You know, he loses. Yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be... I think right now the WWE is doing some great long-term storytelling. So, I'm really curious to see how this one goes. So um, um, And then, like, will we see, like, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor face one one again at SummerSlam? This is where the whole thing first started, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I Honestly, I never thought about that, so... I think it's going to be. I'm curious to see what they do, especially with you know, Damian Priest lurking around with the briefcase. And about the the main event, the Bloodline Civil War was incredible. We see two cousins, four cousins. Battle. Well, not four. Well, I, no, it's like two brothers. No, it's three brothers and a cousin. And really, like, like it was amazing. We saw and then right and then remember with the low blow, the same low blow. That Roman used to retain that t- the undisputed WWE Universal title to, at JSO against JSO three years ago, three years ago, and how do you retain that? T- that's how you retain that title, and that's how JSO turned a factor, and that's how JSO pinned Roman, who has not been pinned three years, and, and, and got the victory. I think Jay should be next in line for that for a title shot at SummerSlam. Yeah, again, this is another example of. Great storytelling and going back. Like, you the one who real, who saw the low blow. I didn't even catch the low blow part at first. You caught that and remembered where it went back to. 
um, three years ago. And, you know, they, you know, even the whole stack them and pin them, they both, both Usos kick out. You know, you have moments where it looks like Solo's not quite with Roman than he is with Roman. And for Roman to get pinned, for, for yeah, that's a big deal. And now we have a whole bunch of other intrigue now. You got Damian with the money in the bank contract still. You got, a, you know, you got Jay who got his one, you know, WWE title shot against Roman years ago, you know. Now that's where the whole main event Jay Uso thing came from, you know. You still got, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot in the mix right now. And I think this is setting up, I mean, I think the Bloodline storyline is still the best storyline in all of pro wrestling. And they've got some options going forward with this. Um, yeah, before we leave, we got, we got to talk about Bianca Belair, Oscar Shaw, because according to Bianca, she was supposed to be next in line for a title shot, but Shaw cut the line. And on SmackDown, we saw Bianca... Yeah, I thought she was barred for ringside, but she bought herself a ticket to attack Charlotte or Oscar. Like, I hope she didn't like get fined or suspended for that. Well, she's not gonna get suspended, you know, or you know, whatever. But this is interesting. Now that you go, you're going. Ronnie Jay's going back to yesterday's uh, SmackDown episode. What makes this interesting is that I think a lot of us are assuming that they're gonna turn Bianca heel. The problem is that everyone involved in this thing, the other two principals in this, Oscar and Charlotte, are both heels. And I don't, I don't know what you would have to do to get people to boo Bianca. That's going to be hard. But I think they, I like them adding an edge to her. You know, she hasn't been out there cheery and skipping around and twirling her hair. She's been feisty and had an attitude since she lost her title. And I like that. It's, it's a different layer to the character. I just don't know if the idea of turning her heel is actually going to work or happen because, like I said, I think Asuka's a heel. I think Charlotte Flair is a natural heel. And, you know, you know, it's in her DNA, so to speak. But, yeah, this is going to be, that's going to be another one to follow, definitely, because I think a triple threat match seems like it's on the table. Yeah, you know, like, like a triple threat at SummerSlam. Yeah, and I could see a scenario where Bianca still doesn't get pinned and doesn't keep her title, and that creates another thing, you know. You know, and then she still wants her one-on-one rematch, so there's a lot going on, so. And then we saw the return of John Cena's surprise, and they attacked, and then Grayson Wall attacked John Cena, even though he has a, even though he's going to host the Grayson Wall effect of Edge. Now you see, now you're bouncing back to a whole different part of the show we forgot about. Oh, yeah. Like Grayson Wall, I guess. John Cena—that was an unexpected surprise. We never. Well, saw. It wasn't really against John Cena. They were mainly talking until the end. It wasn't a match. But I, I, I get it. But yeah, John Cena makes random appearances to get a lot of cheers, and they hinted about a WrestleMania in London. Clearly, that would be one I probably would not be attending. <laughs> but yeah, they that that you know. So they've had some. I think at this point, you know, whenever John shows up, it's a big deal. And it's usually a surprise, I feel like, at this point. So, is there any other thing you want to touch on, Jay, before we get out of here? Uh, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, we can wrap it up here, and then, you know, we, you know, I'll probably, I can drop another episode, you could drop, we'll figure something out, but yeah. we just wanted to chat to, you know, 
uh, tap in and let y'all know how we felt about Money in the Bank. And we'll catch you all next time, okay? Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, we're starting up, Jay. Mm -hmm. So, we're back. It's been a while. We probably should be doing this at least every other week, but blame me because I'm the old person that I am Jason Jones. Little Jason, hi. Well, kind of hard to call you little Jason when you're like taller than me, but we're back and yes, we're watching wrestling and we're going to talk a little bit about some wrestling. Uh, Jason actually starts the 10th grade this week. Are you excited? Yeah, and uh and I, in the last school year, I did my set Ross dance, and I think I and I and I dedicated that dance to Seth freaking Rollins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Seth Rollins, uh, we're recording this on Monday, so we'll be getting back to Monday Night Raw tonight. But you know, it, obviously at SummerSlam, Seth kept his title last week on Raw. He got kicked in the face by Shinsuke Nakamura, which is going to, you know, probably set up Shinsuke as the next rival for Seth with his championship. How do you feel about that, Jay? I feel good about that. And then, like, like maybe, like, was, I think, like, Priest was trying to help Balor back at SummerSlam. But maybe, like, with Seth's next rival at Shinsuke, maybe, like, Finn can maybe, like, move on from, from his seven-year past. And let Priest cash in the world title. And and besides, if Damien has that contract, he can cash in on Seth or Shinsuke after the match. Like, if, the, if that match takes place, like, at payback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think Seth is out of it completely. I mean, not Seth. I don't think Finn Balor is really done with this yet. But I do like the idea of Nakamura getting a chance to be back in the main event. Level. This is a guy who's won a Royal Rumble, who's been a main eventer at WrestleMania, and he kind of floundered for a while. And you know, I think the uh, Rick Boogs injury th- set him back because he was supposed to be, you know, kind of in the tag team division. But I'm, I'm. This is going to be interesting because I think the uh, the Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Judgment Day story around Seth isn't going away. But I also think that. Adding Nakamura into this mix is going to hopefully give it a little spice, a little something interesting because to me, nothing can touch what they're doing with the bloodline. But this is something you, you kind of maybe get an interesting story out of. Oh, and speaking of the bloodline, we just like, like ever since SummerSlam when Jimmy Uso kicked Jay Uso and his own brother Jay in the face, costing him the undisputed championship and the, become the tribal chief. Like, then Jey Uso, he quit WWE. That's got to be one of the most shocking moments in WWE history. I don't know if it's one of the most. Uh, you know, the, the most shocking. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see what they do with the story. Kind of get an idea of what happens going forward. Like... You know, but I think, but I think clearly we're we're definitely going to see him again at some point. You know, I think you know, but probably setting up a match between him and his brother because I don't think you can run him back against Roman again. I think that's kind of we've turned the page on that one. But this is a little different version of the bloodline, obviously, because we're uh, 
Um, now you've got Jay. You got Jimmy Solo and Roman and Heyman, and then Jay is kind of out there on his own. And but we also know, you know, they have a uh, they have a lot of family members out there. So we don't know, you know, what's you know what's going to come last. Like, is this like the end of the Usos? Like they've done everything together. Eight-time tag team champions. They became the longest reigning tag team champions ever. Longer than the New Day. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I think, like, when we might see... What's next for Jay Uso? When we might when we might see him on Raw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's still going to be on SmackDown. Yeah. You know, I think we just have to... Uh, like I said, we just have to kind of wait and see, because I don't think we're I don't think we're done with him. You know, I, I you know I just don't think we're done. I think there's a whole lot more to go with that. So, like I said, they have a whole lot of family members. So we're going to see what happens with that going forward. Uh, by the way, who's who's next for Roman? Who what's who's is going to face Roman next? Like, uh, who do you think who's going to face Roman now? Uh, I have no idea. That's why this is crazy. I have no idea what, you know, what's next. You know, we really don't know what's next. So like, that's what makes it kind of weird. Like, we we should, like, Bianca Belair, like, like, EO Sky's our new WWE Women's Champion who cashed, who Bianca dealt to be Oscar Charlotte to become a three-time Women's Champion, if I'm right. And then EO Sky... Just, just cashing the contract with from Bailey with EO Sky new women's champ. I think we might see the we we might see the Cody EO women's tag champs, and then I think they'll have like all the gold. Yeah, well, they got to figure out something with the champs because Sonya Deville's out with a knee injury. So right now Chelsea's on social media with both you know having fun with the belts, but they got to figure that out. And this is just first from my point of view i feel like the wwe has not treated the women's tag belts with a lot of respect since they brought them in you know you put them on it feels like they thought they just kind of been like a, a, a almost like a joke title like they put them on the iconics who they didn't really treat like a real tag team and now you've got one person with both belts and this stuff just screams to me of Vince McMahon still kind of like having influence. I know he's supposedly on medical leave, but I'll well, you know what? I'll give it a chance. You know, this injury just happened. Maybe they'll figure something out. Maybe they'll like. Uh, maybe Chelsea can like find a new partner while Sonya gets. We'll be back while Sonya gets, gets re gets healed, and maybe she'll come back like in a couple of months or so. Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, an ACL is a major injury, so she's not going to be back soon. That's what makes that tricky. I don't know what you do with that. Like, and by the way, we got. By the way, we. By the way, by the way, I think like by the way for XT, like let's like, like let's talk about like happening at X. Well, how are we gonna go to NXT? We start talking about Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Sorry. So are we done with Raw and SmackDown? On the night. By the way, on Raw, like by the way, on Raw. By the way, like what are they gonna do with the women's tag titles? Were they like? We just talked about that, Jason. Yeah. Like by the way. Uh, you want to uh, take a break? I'm not good. By the way, uh-uh. will Finn be next in line for Seth? 
for fan We base. just talked about that, Jay. Uh, by the way, like, by the way, we gotta talk about like Brock Lesnar versus Cody. Like, like Brock after the match, Brock shook the hand of Cody. Like, we never see Brock do anything like that, right? No, and I think Brock will be going away. I think he's supposed to be done wrestling for the rest of the year. But yeah, we've never seen anything like that. It was kind of weird, but I thought it was a cool way to end that rivalry. Now they got to figure out what's next for Cody. We I think we all know the it all it'll all get back eventually to uh, uh, another shot at the title for him. But how we get there is going to be interesting. You know, I don't know if. Uh, the Judgment Day is now part of his future. I don't know if Shin, not Shin, yeah, Shinsuke is going to end up being a roadblock. I don't know what they do, you know, but we'll we'll see what comes next with uh, Cody Rhodes and his hard times. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Judgment Day, will we see, like, Raquel on Raw? Because we, because ever since Rhea Ripley attacked them, will Raquel be next in line for Rhea's title? That's my guess, but you have to wait and see tonight, right? Yeah, and by the way, the 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 air kind of time after SummerSlam was epic. Like, like we already saw McIntyre good to retain the title. Like, and we saw Chad Gable be next in line, and maybe after Gable, who's good to go face next? Like, I have no idea, son. I honestly have no idea. We have to wait and see. Like, 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 what do you think about the Logan Paul versus Ricochet match? What do you think about Logan Paul gets Ricochet? I'd like to see him have another one. I think it's set up where they can have another match because of how Logan won. But, you know, Logan's a part-timer, but he's a hell of a part-timer. So, I would love to see part two of that. Oh, excuse me. Y'all forgive me, y'all. I, y'all forgive me for that one. Okay, so was there anything else on wrestling you want to talk about before we go? Mm, let me think. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, and, you know, and like you said, you did mention NXT. We'll see who the number one contender is going to be for uh, Carmelo Hayes after Tuesday. Between Wesley and Dijak. Yeah. And that's kind of the main thing over there. You got a lot of people coming down from the main roster helping out NXT. You know, you got Corbin down there. You got, some, you know, Ali's been down there. So Andrew Gulak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I like NXT. I'm a fan of what they do. You know, Trick Williams going out on his own is kind of cool, I think. So yeah. let's see what happens. So. Yeah. If there's nothing else, we've given everyone their little 10 minutes of us rambling about wrestling. So, yeah. we, uh, uh, we, we can come back maybe next week, you think? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm the older Jason. I'm the youngest Jason. And we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye.